What was the result? Three, three premiership, three for me and two for them. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, I'm the host this week, Kieran, obviously. I always forget to introduce myself. My voice is pretty gone right now. I had a pretty wild weekend. Uh, Pranav was there for most of it. A lot of screaming occurred inside of the uh, yesterday after the City Tottenham game. But we are starting off this week. We got a guest. We got Matt Kaczynski on. We will call him Kaz for today. Uh, Matt, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us your favorite team and also your favorite soccer moment since like you've been watching soccer. Ooh. Um, all right. So, oh, well, my name is Kaz. Uh, my favorite club is Arsenal. Been an Arsenal supporter since I was uh, – Little boy, <laughs> I'd say my favorite moment would maybe be Lewandowski's five goals in 30 minutes was just like something crazy. I'm Polish, so that was just like a crazy thing to watch, you know, watching the national hero just obliterate a team in a couple minutes. That was, I do remember that happening, and it was pretty fucking insane. Uh, it was against Wolfsburg, was it not? Yeah, yeah, just another, another Farmers League team, but it so it doesn't count. But ah, I don't, I don't call. <laughs> I'm not. A, I mean, you'll probably you probably know. I'm not a huge fan of the Farmers League terminology, but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll 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 get there. Uh, so to start out, we had Champions League midweek. The round of sixteen happened, and you know. The, the, I'll get the obvious one out of the way. City played sporting and like absolutely demolished them. And like, there's no need to even talk about that. That tie is over. Thank God. I did not want to see a Portuguese team advance into the champions league again, any, any further. So I'm, I'm glad that, that, that that's going on. Now I'm saying this, obviously fucking city is going to come, the sporting's going to come back and score six fucking goals next, uh, next leg, but we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. He's, he's growing self-awareness. <laughs> We're, we're uh, I, I like I just don't want to fuck myself over anymore. Um, <laughs> let's let's go. We'll, we'll start out with um, well. Why don't we start out with the big one? Liverpool played Inter, and that are not the not a big one. The one that we that probably wants to talk about the most. Liverpool played Inter, and they won convincingly two zero. Once again, I think I predicted a one zero Inter win or something like that. So that was not a great thing, and it was a San Siro. He, then it was a 2-0 at the San Siro. Front of his one, do you think this ties over? How are you feeling about the Champions League? I mean, for, first of all, I think it's funny that Firmino is better at scoring when he's not looking at the goal than when he actually is. Uh, I will bring up the fact that I said 2-0 and I was uh, I was then shat on um, by you guys. So uh, I, will, I, will, uh, I will boast about that. But, um, I mean, it's two away goals which don't exist anymore. It's, it's pretty good. Uh, Inter looked to control the game, but they also had zero shots on target. So it was like, it was a very strange game. It was, it was both a very exciting game and a very boring game because there wasn't, there was a lot of like interplay going on, but not a lot of like actual like chance chances, um, except for I think it was Chalanalu hitting the crossbar. 
Yeah, I mean, I think hopefully it's tie over. If Liverpool doesn't get it done at Anfield, then like then there's bigger questions to be asked uh, than is it just the Champions League tie over. But um, I'm happy with it. Not like I guess I guess uh, Harvey Elliott, like maybe it wasn't the best time to make his Champions League debut. But yeah, overall, pretty happy. Good result. Um, Good win. Good grinding. uh, And another solid goal. Kieran, I will say, uh, I was in the car today uh, listening back to last week's podcast. And when Pranav uh, correctly predicted uh, a 2-0 win uh, from Liverpool, I was like, okay, good job. And you came in and was like, oh, like, at the San Siro, I don't, I don't think Liverpool can do it. I was, I'm, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win for Inter. I was just like, well, he uh, kind of did this to himself. <laughs> I, I was sitting in the car cackling because it's like, ah, these self-fulfilling prophecy of Kieran making predictions and them being completely the opposite of right. You got to unmute yourself, big guy. Well, I'm not going to think about that anymore. Uh, I haven't even listened to that podcast yet, but I have a feeling I'm going to mentally block it out when I do. Um, so we'll move on to the next fixture, which Byron played Salzburg. I do want to, I mean, it was a 1-1 tie. It was in Austria. So like, I think maybe Salzburg, not that they got lucky. I looked at the stats a little bit and Byron did dominate the game, but uh, how much of a big deal should this be? I'll go to Matt because Matt's the guest. Well, I, I do consider myself a little bit of a Bayern fan, seeing as Arsenal haven't played Champions League football for some time. And probably my favorite current player right now would be Lewandowski. Um, that being said, what I saw out there was, was kind of just confirming everyone's suspicions that Bayern are in more trouble than I guess people perceive them to be, or maybe even more trouble than people thought they were. Because that wasn't good. I mean, defensively, it was just at the back was just a disaster. I mean, this this is not a good team. I understand that Salzburg have been, you know, kind of punching above their weight. But to kind of hold it to a late equalizer against a Austrian team when you're Bayern is kind of a, a huge letdown. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not great. Uh, I will say Salzburg is like they've proven to be a relatively decent tournament team in recent years. Like they've gone kind of deep in the Europa League before. I think they went to a semi recently in the last couple of years. And like, I don't know, like it's it's a bad draw, but I still fully expect Bayern to win this. It game. was it was like they went to the semis. No, Salzburg's also gone to a semis in the Europa, in a, the Europa League kind of recently. Oh, Europa League maybe. Okay, sorry. Not in, the, not, in the, not in the Champions League. But like I'm, they're like they're like good. It's a good farm. That is a true farmers team. Uh, they 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 just sell players to Leipzig. <laughs> uh, but besides the point, like uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I I th- I fully expect Byron to come back into this game next week. Uh, in the couple in the second tie, second leg in whatever it is. I think it's in early March. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has any differing opinions because, but uh. That, that seems about it. I mean, I didn't I didn't watch the game, but from all accounts, uh, Brendan Aronson really impressed during the match. Um, I think he got an assist as well, or got the assist as well. Um, but yeah, from, from everything I've heard, at least, I don't know if any of you watched it or um, at all, but I, I think most of us didn't watch it just because we expected Bayern to just blow uh, Salzburg away. But um, yeah, good, I mean, good for the, the Americans, despite uh, Gio Reyna's re-sustained injury today. Yep. Uh, well, okay, here. I 
let's 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 catch the one that everyone wants to really talk about. PSG Madrid 1-0 Mbappe in like the 90th minute. Really, really awful defending, but it was still a pretty filthy goal, I will say. Like he splits two defenders. Neymar has a back heel, kind of an unnecessary back heel, in my opinion, but it's still a back heel in and of itself. Like you still gotta applaud that. Like it's still and it was kind of like it was a little bit of div- it may have been unnecessary, it was a little difficult. He back heeled like from like a it was a pretty far back heel pass. That's all I'm saying. But Hunter, I'll go to you since I haven't gone to you yet. Uh let's start like how you feeling about this tie. And then let's just do an open discussion. Anyone can respond because this is the tie of the round of 16. I mean, honestly, with the scoreline being 1-0, with a a winner coming so late in the game, the reverse fixture is honestly anybody's game. I believe it's at the Bernabeu, I think. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so especially like Real Madrid in Spain, it's not even like they're out of form either. Um, I feel like if they just put a couple, a couple of good attacking moves together, they can go two zero up or two one up, you know. And then I guess it would go to extra time, wouldn't it? With Noah Wiggles, it would, yeah. So I I think that Real Madrid have both the quality and the like the quality of player, and also like they're on good form still um, to to kind of pull this game back. Or, or pull this pull this uh this tie back. I feel like this is the match that people are gonna look to. Um when uh when like the, the whole the whole Wagos thing happened. Um because like like last week we we're like, oh, is it a good thing, is this a bad thing? Um this is the match that people are gonna look to to say it's a bad thing. Um whereas like it's not necessarily been proven yet proven yet because like we had a sample size of one, but um Madrid like just like, didn't look like they wanted to attack. They were just like, all right, let's just like defend um, and then go to the Bernabeu and get a result. Uh, and th- there's no more, there's no more like uh, impetus of away goals to like to try to push them like forward to attack and drive forward. Also, um, the the Mbappe like winner that was the the latest winner since um, actually kind of one guess that was the latest Champions League knockout winner since anyone know? Oh, uh, winner. Yeah. Uh, that can be any, like, ever. Yeah. Like, have I mean, we seen it? I'll say, have we, have we, have we as soccer people, like, soccer fans seen it? Yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, okay. Then let's go the, uh, when was the PSG, when was the Barca PSG winner? How late was that? It wasn't, it wasn't that one, but uh, it was, okay. it was also more recent than that. Shit. Origi? <laughs> no. Um, uh, no, I was, actually, it was like an 80th ish. Yeah, that was like the 80th. I don't think that was that late. I don't know. But you, you're, was... you're, you're close. You're close. Um, Come on. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm off. Somebody else has to. Yeah, so someone else step in and save the poor man. <laughs> More recent than Barca PSG. More recent than Barca PSG. Kaz, you got anything? I got nothing on top of my mind. It was Lucas Mora versus Ajax. But that is like, I'm not like, yeah, I should have, yeah. I should have been able to guess that. You're right. Um, I, will, I will not hold you responsible for, for asking that question. <laughs> like, why did you ask that? But uh, okay. That, that, yeah. All right. That, that makes sense. That was a pretty crazy winner. I don't know. I, in my, in my, like PSG scoring one goal is not enough 
like to 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 that just wasn't enough at the parts prouts like they were on the offensive for most of the game they were the better team for most of the game and they only got one goal and going to Bernabeu like I just like Madrid all they have to do is score two goals and I can easily see them doing that so uh I I don't know I personally am rooting for PSG in this tie I don't know if they actually will win but I just will I kind of I'm just tired of seeing Madrid win Champions Leagues so I I I don't know if anyone else has anything else to say about it, but like, I just I'm, really. I'm rooting for Madrid. Uh, I don't think Madrid's going to go on to win the Champions League if they beat PSG. But like, I just think the narrative of PSG not winning Champions League is extremely funny. Um, like the same with City. So I will be rooting against City and PSG uh, for the for the duration of the Champions League. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully I, I mean, I kind of just I do want to see. More more Messi, Neymar, Mbappe stuff because like they are starting to pick up a little bit of form in league on and stuff and and in the Champions League like they were playing well. I just I I I don't think if if they get fi- if if they lose this this round like I don't know like we're gonna hear a lot of shit about PSG in the next couple like weeks when it comes to firings and stuff like they could they would fire Pochettino the next day. You say like they're picking up form in league on. They just got smacked by Nantes. I was about to say, yeah, like, uh, like, like, with, with, like, with all four attack of Neymar. And I didn't know that actually. I guess I didn't even really look at that. Three one, nice. dude. Hmm? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it kind of looks like they really don't care at all about Ligon. Like, you, you look at the table; they're clear by thirteen points. Yeah, from Marseille. Marseille, and it's like, how much do they really care about a tie versus not? I mean, I'm. I'm going to go ahead and look at the lineup they put out, but I can't imagine them going all out when they've got. Um, yeah, the stats on this game are pretty bad. 13 shots to 13, 16, or like in the sense that like they're like Nantes like took the, to the, took the game to them and it had the front three. Hunter, you are correct. Never mind. I guess I just sucked. Neymar did score though. Um, I don't know. Anyone else have anything to say about this game? This PSG Madrid tie? I would rather. I don't know. I just I, I don't want really want to think about it because I'd rather PSG win and not have Madrid win anymore and go any farther. You know, I'd also think it'd be kind of funny that I get shit on me for being a French football fan and a French team holds the Champions League. That'd be kind of cool, but I don't expect that to happen. Um, all right. Well, next off, let's 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 switch off to the Prem. We can start off with um, we'll start off with I'll let Hunter drone on about Chelsea Palace for however long he wants because. To be honest, like the fact that Lukaku had two touches in this entire game I d- makes it not makes me not want to talk about it. But for some reason, I know Hunter's going to spend the next ten minutes talking. I about think it was it. two touches in one. I think he had six touches in the whole game. But he had two touches in one half, and one of them was a kickoff. He had seven touches in the whole game. Okay, in the Sorry, first I didn't half, count he had the kickoff touches. in the in the, um, the full the full on stats. Also, I, I don't appreciate this whole Hunter being on a timer thing. Um, I know I kind of ramble uh, and drone on a little bit, but uh, this is not a, 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 a trend that we can continue. I won't allow it. But yeah, I'm, I've said it before. I saw say it again. It's, it's more, more of the same. Chelsea don't really know how to attack anymore um, because we have all different types of attackers and nobody seems to be good enough of a professional soccer player to be able to link their kind of like attacking mindset together. Um, and then of course our, our midfield and defense pretty good, but we can't 
do it when it matters, except for fucking Hakeem Ziyech, apparently, who I was saying three games ago should be sold. So I will, I, I will be, I will be uh, Chelsea's uh, Kieran, I guess. Just whoever I say should get sold is going to go and score a goal a game, apparently. Hey, Hunter, what do you think about uh, Pulisic? I think I have to plead the fifth. I, I, no, say say he, he should be sold. Uh, he should be. I'm under duress. Uh, he should be uh, sold. Mean, sold. They're in a, he should be loaned out because that's just the, the Chelsea thing to do. It's loaned no, they to, can't, they're not allowed to do that anymore. It's loaned him to Vitesse Anand for a season. He'll, he'll pick up on there. <laughs> um, yeah, on, on that. So we, we were, we were, Karen and I were in a bar watching this game. Um, there were a bunch of Chelsea fans next to us. And um, at, it was just, at, at 11.30, you were in a bar? Yeah. yeah, but we were just like watching. Long weekend, Hunter. Why do you think I can't talk right now? <laughs> um, I'm just saying, 11:30 seems a little early for a bar, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, it was actually it was actually 10 a.m. Um, the, the game ended around 11:30, 11:45 ish. But uh, yeah, no. Um, I mean, we, we went to watch the game because I, I went with my friend who was, who was a Spurs fan, so we watched the Liverpool game and the the City Spurs game. But um, yeah, like I wasn't I wasn't watching this game, but the, this game was on the TV behind me. And the eruption that I heard, that I thought they scored, but it was just Rudiger just hitting a friggin' banger <laughs> off the crossbar, um, and that was pretty funny. So Rudiger had had more attack than like I don't know like, how do you by accident you got to get more than six touches in a game, and and Chelsea are like a, a pretty like possession dominant team, and like I, I don't understand like your star striker like never never mind the hundred million price tag or whatever right like no no need to even go into that you're so lucky Chris isn't here. Um, but regardless, like, like, I don't understand how anyone on the field by accident has fewer than, than seven touches, or has seven touches or fewer. Like, is that, is that his fault? Is that the team's fault? Like, like what's, what's I going think, on? So I was actually watching, uh, kind of like, you know, like a, a, a podcast kind of video thing talking about like Chelsea's like attacking woes. And it's like, our midfield and defense are so like okay, like let's hold the ball possession orient oriented. Um, Lukaku, like his whole idea of attacking since coming to Chelsea is I will put my back into a defender and hold the ball up, but he doesn't really do that too well. And it's not really like a league where that can work. So then you have like Lukaku who, who wants to like hold the ball up, which isn't really working. And then you have Ziyech who wants space and time to, to kind of create. You have Pulisic and Werner who kind of want to attack on the – uh, on the break so it's like we don't really have the the coherency you know what I mean like Liverpool is a perfect example where it's like the whole team attacking mindset is kind of like counter-attack and like super press so it's just kind of like we don't really have that kind of chemistry somehow um th- this th- th- this far into into the season I I don't know whose fault it is that Lukaku only had seven touches um Probably Lukaku's fault. Uh, I mean, it has to fall on him at some point, right? Like, go into some sort of space. Nah, bro, he's like eight feet tall. Just walk into the box and the launch crosses at you. Like, I, I don't. Also, like, well, I can't the thing is, like, this. without without our starting fullbacks, is like we don't have that with because nobody wants to stay out wide and cross. Like, Pulisic was was deployed centrally that game, which is like yeah, kind of weird. Um, you know, you like how can you? You have a ball player who is a third place ball on door runner up. Um, he could he can play a ball into Lukaku. Like I don't 
Also, I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, I don't understand why Tuchel didn't put on Werner. Like, I feel like if any game called for like, like even Werner coming on, like it would have been this one. Um, just to just to like put something into the game, right? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. And this like leads back to me never knowing like who Chelsea should buy as an attacker, right? Like because it's either we have to buy that one player who finally links everything together, or we have to scrap the whole system and get a whole new front three or or or, or strike partnership or whatever um, that will actually link and play with the midfield and defense. You know, it, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's like, it's a shame that our whole system hinges on wing backs pushing forward because now that we don't have those great wing backs pushing forward, our whole system falls apart. And I'm not even happy that Chelsea won the game because it was just such a, like, a, there was like nothing all game. And then, and then uh, Lukaku like went through, took a shot, saved, falls to Ziyech. That was called off for offsides. Um, and then took another kind of, happened from Ziyech to finally win the game. He actually smiled after scoring this goal. Uh, it's a it's a step up for him. I'm, I'm I'm proud of him for celebrating his goals now. But you know it, it's it's I think it's one of those where it's like survive until the end of the season and then, and then over the summer recalculate, sell some players, buy some players, and and go again. Well, I'm just gonna say I think the hundred Chelsea timer is now expired. So we're gonna move on. And uh, I, all another thing is, if you ever want to see your favorite Chip the Keeper pod member, come down to Smithfield Hall at, on West 25th Street and 7th Avenue, and there's like a 30 to 40 percent chance one of us will be there. So, like a 10 percent chance, <laughs> 30, 30 to 40 percent chance. Uh, it's, it's happened quite a bit in the last like couple months, I'll say that. Well, next off, and this is the game that we all want to talk about, and this is why I don't have a fucking voice. is City versus Tottenham happened this week, and this has implications everywhere. Tottenham won the game 3-2, last-minute Harry Kane winner. And now we can talk, we'll talk about the game, but also now Liverpool are six points behind City with the game in hand. If they win that game in hand, they're only three points behind. And we were all acting like this, this was a title race that was gone. So as uh, who, who, what was uh, Arlo White said, the title race is truly back on. And also, when it comes to the Champions League race, Tottenham just got a massive three points that no one expected them to get because they have a bunch of games in hand on pretty much everyone. I think they have a game in hand on one game in hand on Arsenal, like two or three games in hand on on United. Like there, that that was a, a huge win for them. No one is expecting them to get that. So I'll I see Matt shaking his head. So we're gonna go to him first as the resident Arsenal fan here. You do some shitting on Spurs because I feel like we don't do that enough in this podcast. Okay, so I think I think it's great that City lose. I think that's excellent, but losing to Spurs is kind of uh, you. You got to say that City were not playing well at all. They weren't firing on all cylinders. That's for sure. I mean, you're talking about a Spurs team that just lost their last three to the likes of Southampton, Wolves, and I think somebody else. I forget, um, but this is not a good Spurs team by any means. I think Harry Kane had his uh, single performance of this season. So congratulations to Perry Payne. Um, but uh, as far as the top four race, this, uh, the impact is more, I think on the top end for, for Liverpool uh, from, I guess, an Arsenal fans perspective, 
they don't have a game in hand, contrary to popular belief. They've had game in hands all season. They blew that, losing three in a row. They're we're three points clear, even on games and everything to play for. But I just don't see them. I don't see them doing this. They they have a tough schedule coming up, and <laughs> I just don't see it. I don't see any hope for them. Kaz, in the beginning of the season, um, I like said something on the podcast where I was like, I like like accidentally mentioned that like because because in the beginning of the season, I mean I, actually throughout the season, Harry Kane's been like pretty crap, uh, except for this game where he dry, uh, dropped like an all time masterclass. It was like ridiculous. Like he was like this is the reason that Harry Kane um, had like best in the world shots. But uh, I, I said something about like like uh, Aubameyang being better than than Kane at least in the beginning of the season, and you texted me like. Like it's absolutely not a reach at all saying that Aubameyang is better than Harry Kane. Um, do you do you still hold hold that uh, as true, or or was that just like a like a reactionary Arsenal fan kind of thing? It might have been a little reactionary at the time, but I I still think that's true. I think Harry Kane. I mean, yes, there's talent there, but I, I mean for the system they play, sure, right, it works for them. Uh, would he be good at Arsenal? No. Would Aubameyang be good at Tottenham? I don't think so either. So I think they're both system players. The, the truth is Aubameyang didn't work out with us for off-the-pitch reasons, you know? And I guess maybe he wasn't exactly blocked himself reasons. on the pitch. Yeah, but it's it's such a nuanced thing to like compare two good strikers. I mean, you're talking about one that, you know, they're they're both golden boot winners, I believe. If Harry Kane has one, but uh, he definitely has one. I think he's about three. Uh, so, oh, is that right? Yeah. And uh, Aubameyang does have one, though. So you can't call Aubameyang a failure of an Arsenal signing because he has a golden boot. Like he, he has, he has one that's that's shared. Yeah. Yes, he has one that's shared. With Mane and Salah, if I'm not mistaken, those are the two. I think it was just shared with Salah, but I could be wrong. No, it was it was both of them. I was both. He's had success. He's had multiple successful seasons. So he was. A, he, I mean, we'll, we'll get to Aubameyang in a sec. But he. I don't think he was a failed signing by any means. Yeah, he, he definitely he carried Arsenal for like a bit. For a lot. Yeah. I. I don't think it was I'm, a. I don't know what happened there. I mean, Chris, you could probably not a Chris. Matt, you probably uh, tell us a little bit more. But in the sense that, like, he was good for like a solid two years. He was like very good, and then all of a sudden, mm. I feel like he just dropped off a fucking cliff. In like in like he was, it was like good. Just, just happened out of nowhere. He was good, but the form the form did just drop out of nowhere uh, during the season. And I think I think the off the pitch stuff definitely didn't help him. And so I mean, Arteta started seeing, hey, I have all these players that I can arguably use in front of him. Like Eddie and Kedia was looking really promising. I think he was like dropping Hatties in the EFL Cup and just tearing it up for a little bit before he more recently started looking like a sad shadow of himself but uh i i think you know it just goes to show that he was a super high impact player and now arsenal would be doing fine so how high impact was he really you know uh cristiano ronaldo right now right now i don't know <laughs> and then look at cristiano ronaldo recently i mean we're not talking about united now but look at cristiano ronaldo in the last couple of matches he looks pretty uh slow uh, I mean, like the whole thing, the whole thing you were talking about with the bombing, like, I think that's what we thought was happening with Kane and it still might be happening, but then he like g- goes here and then drops a 12 out of 10. Like this was like him, this game was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, Like from the balls he was playing to the positions he was getting into, 
the fact that he scored a fucking 95th minute winner after uh yeah. after City scored in the, like the 92nd. Yeah, this was like this was like drama to the max. Uh, I think this is this is this is definitely one of the most entertaining fixtures in the Premier League. Uh and like that goes back to like the Champions League matchups um in like 2019 too. Yeah. But yeah, this was this game was like this was like a like an absolute pleasure to, to watch just in general. Also, Joe Cancelo, was, what a fucking soccer player, man. Joe Cancelo is so good. <laughs> oh, Cancelo's unreal, dude. I will uh I mean I, to to refocus this back to uh, all that the Liverpool Sunrise is on is back on. I, I mean, I, I actually, I, I was thinking about it. I was giving you a little shit after the thing, after the game, so <laughs> not on, but it is actually back on. Uh, I was looking at the schedules and the schedule for Liverpool is a little bit easier coming up than I realized. So, um, well, I don't know. How are you feeling? You think you, you think you actually got a shot or are the city juggernaut going to just keep churning? I believe uh, Jared's documentary on prime is uh dare to dream. So I, I guess I will dare. I, I, th- I mean, this, this would be, this would be really sweet uh, to come back from like that much um, when everyone, in- including like me was, was writing us off. I mean, the, the, here's the situation. Either I'm like Liverpool is a Premier League champions or my prediction is right. Uh, and neither are terrible. Right. Um, and it would be a come from behind when, and that would be amazing. I don't know. I just like, I, I just like, want to keep talking about this game. It was freaking ridiculous. Like, like they also, people forget this or I say it like, like it's been talked about that much, but like, Spurs also had a disallowed goal, um, and it was like barely disallowed by like a couple of inches offsides. Uh, so like, I don't know. Like it's it's weird saying that they were dominant with fucking twenty eight percent possessions, um, but they were like very good, looked very impressive, um, and they they took their chances. They had, they had more shots on target than than City. Wait, Hunter, do you have anything to say about this game? You've been you've been awfully quiet on this one. No, I th- I think it's already been covered. Um, <laughs> uh, my- my old program director, um, shout out Paul Geisler, I, I doubt you'll ever hear this, uh, it was all over Twitter because I follow him on Twitter now. He was all over Twitter about like, about the city game, about like Liverpool's like chance, like chances. Um, so it, it, I, 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 it's just kind of one of those things where I, I really hope that city drop more points between now and the Liverpool game going up will that happen i'm not sure and will liverpool also be able to keep up that form um well if if we take a quick look at the upcoming schedule to see we have liverpool's gonna play that game in hand this week it's against leeds i think that's gonna be you know if every team can beat leeds 3-0 i'm pretty sure liverpool can do it too um so and uh, keep keep going um, what's it called? I, I didn't realize they were not playing a game next week. I'm not sure why. I don't know if you have any insight there, but they're not for some reason. I see them anywhere here. But but I think the real place that we're gonna that's gonna that's gonna happen is City's gonna oh, wait, play I know, tonight. I know why it's because of the, the League Cup final. <laughs> oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah, that was um, stupid. But the, the 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 thing to keep out for is City playing United here in a couple of weeks and Liverpool's playing West Ham, which is a Champions League team. So that's in about two weeks from now. We'll, we'll get, we'll revisit it there. And then I think that's going to be the day that like maybe city retakes that lead and Liverpool has a bad game against West Ham who have had their number this year. They've beat them pretty convincingly actually. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Um, so this is, this is my, my, uh, I, I said this at the beginning of the, actually not at the beginning of the podcast earlier uh, before we started, but my spicy question for you, 
Um, will you yeah, be rooting? I saw that Everton is going to play City and yeah, Tottenham. No, no. But will, will you? Yeah, will you be? Will you be rooting for Everton against City? Because what what is worse that, that Everton have the loss? Oh, oh. Uh, no, I will be. Liverpool... I will. You do. You, do you, of course, I will be rooting for Everton against City. Uh, like there's not like Liverpool. You know, you win the title, it's it's fine and whatnot. Everton getting relegated is like 13 times worse. All right. I think I definitely overestimated how much you want Liverpool to not win the title, but that makes sense. Like. Like, I don't want them to win the title, but I would also, if it was between everything getting relegated and Liverpool winning the title, Liverpool could go fucking win the title. I don't want to get relegated. Um, so they do play on my birthday. I will be, if Everton win, that'll be a nice little birthday present. It's going to be a rough fucking couple weeks. I got fucking Tottenham and City back to back. Oh, I mean, Everton could totally do a job against Tottenham. I, t- I totally see like a 2 1 Everton. I can see a 1-1 draw against Tottenham, but I can also see, like, a 4-0 loss to City. It's fine. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to – it makes me heavily depressed. Deli Alli um, scores the winner against Tottenham. That would be – I think Tottenham fans would, like, for some reason actually, like, like that. I don't know why, but they'd be like, oh, you know, at least if someone was going to score Delhi, it should have been Delhi. But um, <laughs> I could totally see Lee being like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Um, but okay, here we'll, 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 uh, since we have an Arsenal fan here and we haven't really like, well, let's, I, I wanted to do a deep dive on Arsenal because Arsenal is an interesting club and we have a little bit of time. Like we don't have like a crazy amount of other things that happened in football this, this week. Uh, like we have a little bit of La Liga and Serie A to get to later, but that's about it. So I'm going to start with Matt uh, here, actually, you know, Proven and uh, Hunter, why don't you guys give your takes on – like, I really, like, find Arsenal to be a really interesting case study as to how a club can deteriorate over 20 years. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on how Arsenal is, like, the, their state, and then we'll go – we'll have we'll have a nice little discussion about it with Matt, and he can have the floor. We'll I, just think, I, just think, I just think it's interesting that you say that uh, because, like, I feel like they're better case studies. Like, like I think United – and then Liverpool for a while were like better case studies in terms of that. But like, I, I take your point in that, like, yeah, Arsenal are are pretty bad. And as, as much as okay, as much as as much as Arsenal fans want to not pretend because like they're right, um, want to call Spurs like a meme team. Arsenal are also like very much a meme team, and I think very like a lot of Arsenal fans are very much aware of that. But like they do have like like I mean the same way Spurs do, uh, they do have these like ridiculous like results and they pull out they pull out great wins. And I said last week on the podcast, uh, I know I don't know if you listened to the last one, Kat, but um, Arsenal just like they'll have these like ridiculous statistics. Um, they'll be like they'll they'll go and like they'll score like like ten or like they'll they'll win like ten games in a row or like they'll have like like a same player like scoring like X amount of games in a row, or whatever. Um, and then they'll also go like like and score it and have like two goals in like six matches or something. Um, and we'll no matter what, just end up like in the same place in the table. And that place used to be fourth, but it's no longer fourth. And I don't know. I see this season as like because it's so wide open, like this this totally could be a season that they do it. I mean, like, I don't know how much faith you have in Arsenal. We've been we we we've been pushing the the plot armor agenda since they're on the they got all or nothing. So um, so we've, we've been, we've been fully on that. Uh, and I think it would be great if, if either they pull out a crazy victory to get into the top four at the end, or they, there's like a heartbreaking collapse at the end. Um, I wouldn't mind either, but I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Kaz has different opinions. I feel like as opposed to a, a, a kind of commentary on how like 
a team can fall apart over 20 years, like how a team can fall apart in one year and also like build back well. Um, kind of like the volatility of not only like the Prem, but just kind of like top five league soccer. Um, so I remember like throughout the first three, four weeks of the season, like people were joking around how like Arsenal were going to be the first top six team in a while to get relegated. And then they were up and forth for a second. And, and now that now I believe they're settled, they've settled in six. Yeah. Um, so it, it's kind of just goes to show like the extreme volatility of top five, top five league soccer. Um, you know, like you, you look at their squad and like what it could have been uh, at the start of the season and people wouldn't be surprised if they finished top four. People were more surprised that they fell down to 20th after the third game. But I think one of the big issues there is their captain was Aubameyang. And I, I, I feel like he was a captain because he was good, not because he was kind of a man leader and man motivator. Um, now I think it's still Lacazette, but Lacazette's contract is coming into an end. So it's like, if you want stability in that locker room, you got to give it to somebody, whether that's Aaron Ramsdale or, or like, or somebody like, uh, uh, I don't know, Saka or. Please give it to Aaron Ramsdale. That would be wonderful. Aaron Ramsdale <laughs> is the comedian character in this movie. He cannot be the captain. We need an actual leader. No, keep going, Hunter. But, but, but yeah, it's like, and then when you give the captain's arm in to Granit Xhaka, he, he goes and gets the red card on the season. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, so, so somebody who, who like this year has Granite Xhaka in the prem has five, has five yellows and one straight red. Like it's tough because as much as I really don't like Arsenal, I want continuity in the, in the top six. I would rather see, uh, I don't know about that actually. Yeah. No, fuck Arsenal. I, bring, bring me West Ham and Leicester. I, I, I'll walk that back, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see how a team can go from such highs to such lows and then now they're kind of leveling out kind of slightly below where they should be i mean so like prompt to respond to both I, I have like responses before we give matt his his moment in the sunshine and i have responses to both but so like well, the reason i say arsenal is a case study for a 20-year deterioration is united hasn't deteriorated in 20 years they've deteriorated in the last six um and that is very like that is very six to eight yeah i'll, I'll since you know so that is very infringing on the fact that Sir Alex left, and then that club has had always had a really hard time, like kind of trying to fill. They, there's there's a there's a very clear catalyst point there. With Arsenal, it's like a slow burn that has happened quietly, and this kind of plays in what Hunter said. That I feel like when I started watching soccer in like the early 2010s, when Wenger was around, every year Arsenal would have an awful start to the year. It was good. It was just like not great. They'd be in fucking 15th or something like that. And they'd rebuild and rebuild upon the year. And then somehow they'd finish fourth or something like that. And that'd be a huge success because Wenger had guided the club back for, to fourth or something like that. And then that eventually kept happening to the fact that it, it became fourth and then it became fifth and then it became sixth. And they were just dropping and dropping and dropping. And now it's like at the point where I feel like since he's gone and like Arsenal fans, like this isn't trying to call out Arsenal fans, but like they're, they're, they're still used to like a title winning side. Cause let's not forget that like they have 13 leagues titles, like in, and that's, they've, and they, I feel 
they always bring up the fact that the Invincibles was in 2004 and that like they think that there's still a contending side, but also at the same time, they're starting to, I don't know, there's a disconnect there and I'm not really sure where to, what to do about it and if there's anything to do about it. And that's, that's all I was trying to say when it comes to like, there used to be, they're, they're a team that historically has outperformed Chelsea and City by a lot. And now they're clearly fighting that, like, I won't be shocked anymore if Arsenal is consistently sixth or seventh in the league. Like, it's been like that for the last, like, three or four years now that I think about it. Kaz, who, who, do, you want to, who, who do you want to see as the Arsenal captain, like, long-term? Uh, <laughs> Hard, hard to say right now, uh, but uh, there's a couple of signings that came on in the summer that I'd be tempted to give the armband, but obviously it's a matter of time. Um, guys like Ben White, I think Ben White is an incredible leader from the back. Uh, the way he dictates the line, I think it's sweet. Uh, it's just that, you know, he just came in the summer. I don't know about giving a guy an armband uh, a few months in, but he's the first guy that comes to mind. After Granite Shaka refused the armband yesterday at Brentford, that was kind of weird. Tierney then taking the armband in stride was pretty cool. I think uh, what ended up happening there was like uh, uh, that was coming off. Uh, he hands the armband to Eddie to go give it to uh, Shaka. And then like Shaka says, no, give it to KT. And KT's like, what? Like, go give it to Shaka. And Shaka's like, no, KT. And he like pretends to like not know what was going on. It was like a really weird moment, but um, yeah, Kieran Tierney would be another guy that comes to mind. Uh, again, really young, coming off injuries here and there. So we don't know how resilient he is to those injuries. Only time will tell, but uh, those are a couple of my options early on. I don't know if those are enough for you. <laughs> what do you think of those? I think those are good. I mean, is it worrying to see like you're like at one point like your vice captain like not wanting the armband? Like, is that like of a concern that like nobody really wants to take it and nobody really wants to take that kind of responsibility? Uh, I think part of it is like, well, first of all, I think he was having a stinker at Brentford. I think like everyone was playing really well and he was kind of having a stinker. I don't know if he was shook up or something, but he was botching really easy passes it was like the one guy on the pitch that I don't think was performing as he should against a team that was getting very thoroughly outplayed in midfield but like the the refusal I don't know maybe he's got some sort of PTSD from chucking it on the ground or something uh was it last year two years ago uh I just don't think he wants the armband anymore um that being said I think players like young players especially do look up to him I, from what I, the rumors that come through, supposedly he is some sort of leader uh, in that young side. So it is disappointing, but but am I heartbroken about it? Not really. The truth is, the guy isn't that great to begin with. He shouldn't be starting. But also, Kaz, another, another, another question. Um, I'm like curious to hear Arsenal's fans fans' perspective on this. But uh, I I remember this might just be this one fan, or like it might be a popular opinion. But I'm pretty sure it's a popular opinion. But uh, you know, okay, so when, when City had their Centurion season, people were obviously asking, like, is this the best Premier League team ever? Which is, like, a totally fair question. He got 100 points. Um, and then someone on um, 
someone on Facebook that's my like I have a friend who's also an Arsenal fan and he was like he was like he like reposted that um from I think it was like probably NBC or something and he he like captioned it like like lol the invincibles would batter this team um what are your what are your thoughts on that because I truly believe that the city team would report those invincibles but um I want I want to hear the the Arsenal fans perspective well, uh, comparing two different areas is one thing. Uh, I'll be honest, that City team are incredible. I think, be in a, I think that'd be a great match and probably be a toss-up between the two, if I'm being completely honest. But um, do I think Arsenal edge out uh, with a win in that game? Probably. Oh, or maybe uh, a draw, because that, that's, that's what happened. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, or a draw, right? They'd say invincible. That's, but, that's, um, what, that's what Wenger did. The truth is, ours is gold, so uh, clearly we're the best club ever. I mean, no, but, like, from an un- unbiased perspective, I think, yeah, maybe they eke it out. I think defensively, that Invincible team is a lot stronger than people make out to be. I think, you know, even even the Gangnam Press can't hold back guys like Bergkamp and, and Henri, so it would be something insane to see that Arsenal team lose just because it's never happened. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It'd be interesting, but I do think Arsenal eat that one out. Did they? How far did they go in the Champions League that year in the Invincible season? I'm not even sure. Did they make the final? They got, I believe, to the semis and got knocked out to Barca, if I remember correctly. Hey, Cam, I should color, know this, like the back of my hand. What color is your Champions League trophy? <laughs> gold. Yeah, gold Champions League trophy. <laughs> yep. oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't know they sold those in the gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, this, the main thing I wanted to ask and get is what, what happened. What's what's going on in the club? Why is it? Why is the situation changed the way it has? And what can be done to fix it? In your humble opinion. Well, it's yeah, my humble and unbiased opinion, obviously. Um, uh, the the club, I mean, was sort of dragged down with the the end of the Wenger era. And, the guy even admits himself that he didn't know when it was time to leave. Um, so I, I do think that that sort of the, the clutching on Parson Wenger did really deter us at a point in time. I was a big part of the Wenger out movement at the time, but uh, the, the, the current state, I mean, we've seen it change with Emery. Emery, I think was like a, like, like a shotgun appointment. They really tried to land someone that, that was tried and tested at winning the Europa league. But uh, that ended not working out. And, and now we have Arteta, who, I mean, if we look at uh, player managers, at least recently, right, uh, we have Arteta, we have Steven Gerrard, and we have that other fellow, Lampard. So Lampard doesn't seem to be doing too hot. Stevie G seems to be working in the right direction, and Arteta seems to be working in the right direction. Uh, CBG going from small clubs up, up to the Prem, Arteta going from, you know, a Pep Guardiola apprenticeship into Arsenal. I mean, I think they, they, they did bring a little bit of Pep's style into the club. Um, it's cone boy. Yeah, Pep's cone boy. But he did, uh, he did come in and, and actually steal some stuff from City. Um, I do think that we press a little bit more effectively now. But, uh, no, the club itself, I mean, like, the, the direction uh, from top to bottom has been good. I mean, the, the, the play itself looks like it has a style that I can't say we've had in a long time. The players that we're signing, I don't think are William 2.0s anymore. I don't think they're junk. The, do you remember when, she, 
like William's first game at Arsenal, and he had like two or he had like three, he had like a hat trick of assists, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is an amazing signing." We skinned Chelsea. Yep. And I, mean, I think it's, yeah. skin you the whole time. If I'm not mistaken, they did get him for free. Correct. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why. Like William, I like. I don't hate that signing because he was free, and that was. I, I hate how long he played and how many starts he got. Which again, that comes down to Emery, but. Well, I mean, Kieran and I were we were watching that game. Um, we were talking about how like all all the big hitters for Arsenal are very young, and they seem to be like they're not like hotheads. They're not like like I don't know like little Balotelli's or something. Like they're not just super talented and like that's all they have. Um, they seem they're, they're like very like consummate professionals um, who can get jobs done and who like even 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 now are like exhibiting leaderships. So, like I don't know like a, like a Saka or Smith Rowe captaincy in like in, like three years would be like really nice. I assume. Um, and I think that like, would be amazing. yeah, I think that's like super exciting, um, that like, like for me, like I could talk about like, like Trent Harvey and like, like Curtis Jones, but like only really Trent is like, like pushed himself, like, like as like an out and out starter and like leading the team. Um, but like for, for you, like, like your entire team is like basically run by youngsters. And I think that's something like super exciting that I think that like Arsenal will, or they'll finish top four for the next, like for the foreseeable future, I think, in my opinion, um, Maybe not next year, but like the years years coming after that, I, I think uh, Arsenal is going to make a real push, um, and maybe back to the glory days. But that 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 might be a little bit of a an overshot, um, especially with the league with uh, like Pep City. So, all right, I'll 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 see the reason. I have one question, and this is an impossible question to answer. Arsenal is a team that has their third in titles in English history. When is the next one coming? Uh, three years. 2025. 2025. You're going to have Saka lifting the trophy. And Smith Rowe. Four, four years, Fowler and Balogun is going to lift the trophy and then lift the World Cup with the United States. 2026. That'd be sweet. He, he has to declare first, and I'm not so confident about that. I think it's going to be longer than that. I, I feel like it'll be like 10 plus years just because of this new era of dominance from Liverpool and City. Uh, that's and what Chelsea nah. should... I, I, do, I don't think that that like there will be a time like within five years where like no nah, they're gonna Liverpool they're gonna have the Chelsea just fall off hmm. you know what I mean I don't like, I don't think the city team, team is on what what I don't is think the reason the city team is on centurion pace dude yeah like what, 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 I see this Liverpool kind of losing here and there Liverpool is definitely the one that's under a bigger threat of falling off than City yeah because what are Liverpool what are the reasons that like Liverpool like what are the reasons that Liverpool and City are so good right like City I mean it's it's like in high amounts, it's Pep, um, and they don't know who's going to replace Pep. You know, Liverpool. I don't know. Like, hopefully, hopefully, like Jared will come in at some point and do a great job. And we also have Pep Linders, who's, who's really good. Uh, but also, like at the same time, like what's what's our talisman? It's it's the the front three that's like sick, um, and they're all old and uh, they're going off contract soon. So like Arsenal is like the only one really. Like right now, um, I'm sure like things will change as signings come in. But like right now, Arsenal's really the only one with the essential supporting cast that's like going to be insane in like in like three four years so i like i don't see i don't see 10 plus years um as being anything like that i don't know just think about it think about it this way if we sign one striker just think about the front three of smith Rowe, a striker and saka with odegaard in behind that just sounds incredible sounds perfectly i mean it it sounded kind of incredible and i'll take the five points from last week again it sounded incredible when chelsea brought in lukaku for 97 million and he has five goals in the year so it's like you know like chelsea were supposed to be front runners but but now we're 
firmly in third because nobody wants fourth is like I like I like like Saka and I like Smith Rowe, but like I think I think relying on their development solely is a really dangerous game because like you've seen that with Spurs. I think Spurs is the best example. You have a team with like Delhi and fucking Christian Erickson and Harry Kane, and that team won nothing when they very probably should have won one or at least one or one title should have been won by that team. So building a team around Odegaard and Smith Rowe and Saka, like I, I think in principle it's good, but you got to be able to keep bringing in the people to, to support them because the rest of the team is not like that. And even still, all you need is one of those guys to, 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 to slow in development over the next three years. And then you're back to, you're back to having a relatively mediocre team with one or two good players. I'm going to throw you into an alternate reality. What if Spurs with this young team that were coming up, like you said, with Dele, et cetera, didn't have to build a new stadium and spend zero in the transfer market over a couple of years that didn't spend anything really, anything significant. If they were able to actually spend and not spend their money building a tournament, uh, building a tournament, building a stadium and relying on their youngsters, they probably could have won a title. But at the end of the day, it's the history of the Tottenham and they had to build a stadium at the exact wrong time for their club and now permanently stay mid-table, which is where they're going to be. That's a, that's a good point. But, like, let me, let me also throw you another one, right? I, 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 think, I think you actually, like, that was, that was a really astute point that, like, I don't think that any was of a us really, have, have That was a great. That was a great. That was um, a great. But my, my thing is that, like, like I've been, so I've been here, like, praising, like, like Stock Esmithro, et cetera. But, like, if you think about it, like, I think like like the reason that Arsenal are playing those players is because they don't have anyone better, which is great for the development. But at the same time, like like I think if like like Curtis Jones or Harvey Elliott or like Cole Palmer from City um, were on Arsenal, like they'd be getting playing time too, and they'd be getting praised that high as well. But like the reality of it is, like they're not they're not going to be like world beaters for like like many many years. Um, and I just I feel like so, I, maybe we're putting like too much stock in into that when uh, when like other teams also have those level players um like I, I don't think that that like like i, I respect soccer and, and esr See, like, but like yeah, like yeah. i think that other i think that other premier league teams also have that kind of talent and also have that kind of they're just not the ones leading the line because they don't need them to you know i i also agree of i will say of the of the arsenal youngsters the only one i actually believe can be a superstar is soccer like i like smith is good but he's really like he's just in a system that is kind of like like helping him along and I, I don't know if he's really as great as people think he is I mean I mean nice if he was like I'm not rooting for him to be bad or anything like that it's just I only really see soccer being a good soccer is the only actual like superstar talent in that team on the topic of soccer what Premier League team does he not get into right city, now city Liverpool city want him yeah but he won't he won't play in that team they have Mares, Bernardo Silva, Foden. Like they, they, they have like six they have forty-two players, players. Yeah, in his position that are all like superior to him. And like, uh, I mean, even even I, Tottenham. Who's going to play for Tottenham? Maybe all right. He'll play, he'll play like he'll have like trade time with. I like think he play on Tottenham. I think I think he plays over Lucas. I think he yeah, would. But now, now Kulisevsky's starting. And I feel like, like, like he and Kulisevsky. I think he plays over Kulisevsky too. I think I, I agree there. But like United, I have a hard time seeing him getting into the United team. In Ch- like Chelsea. Maybe he'll play wing back. I think he's better than Bumcho. Mm, he's not, unfortunately. <laughs> Jaden Bumcho? No, in my no, opinion. No. He, like, 
I think I think Sancho he had a slow start, but like in in like all reality, like what we've seen that they can do, um, I think Sancho is a better player, and he's also like I mean he had one great performance against Leeds. Hopefully, I mean I don't not hopefully because I, I hate United, but like like maybe I think. I think if you put Sancho, uh, Saka on United, he'll run into the exact same problem that Sancho's has, is the fact that he has to deal with fucking Ronaldo, Martial, up until recently, Rashford, and fucking Cavani, and all these fucking guys that he has to compete for playing time. Because he's not clearly better than all of those guys. And I don't know. And, like, coming in, like, Dor- Dortmund Sancho is better than Arsenal Saka. Like, by a lot, in my opinion. And... I, I don't know. Like the only like I can maybe I, I can maybe ooh, nice voice crack. I can maybe see him getting into Chelsea, but even then you gotta fuck with Ziek, Pulisic, like a bunch of whole whole host of players. And I, I don't know. I mean, Hunter, could you see Saka breaking into that Chelsea team? Yeah, but also like would the Chelsea team bring him down to where he doesn't break into any other team in, in the league? Like playing the rest of our attackers. Um but I, I, I think I think what uh, the issue that I have is that, yeah, the trajectory of Saka and Smith Rowe and a striker and Odegaard and stuff like like, yeah, it's going up and maybe City and Liverpool are coming down a little bit. But like Arsenal winning a title hinges on them continually improving and the probably now bigger names of Liverpool and City coming down without also bringing in other pieces to replace, you know what I mean? Like, like Diogo Jota, like is not that old and he's already quite good. You know what I mean? Like Liverpool just brought in uh, Luis Diaz, like Man City can bring in whoever they want. You know what I mean? So, so, so it's kind of like, it's not like Arsenal will evolve and Liverpool and City and Chelsea will just stay where they are. Like they, they will also continue to evolve, evolve. That's how City have been so dominant since, since, uh, the Sheikh Mansour take uh, or is that PSG since since their ownership takeover, um, like they've been, they they've been at the top. I'm fairly uh, sure Sheikh Mansour is City, and then it's Nasir Al something or the other is the PSG one. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I I didn't want to be incorrect, but yeah. So like that's how like you know uh, City started with Yaya Torre and you know Vincent Company and Joe Hart at, at, at his best. So it was like oh like. They're coming down, and they came down for a season, and that, and you know, like Chelsea won the title, or whatever, and then they re-upped their talent and kept winning. So, like, what's to say that City and Liverpool can't? Well, Liverpool's transfer budget, but who's to say City can't keep re-upping their their new talent to make to make it a, a tougher job on Arsenal? I mean, okay, uh, I, I think we should move on. I will, I will say that I think we're all. I, I think it's nice that me include I'm included in this that we're all living in a world where Newcastle isn't worth 270 billion dollars. But let's let's just keep let's keep continuing to live in that world for the moment because I don't want to think about a world where Newcastle is worth that much money. Um, if they're an antitrust fund or something like. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're, we're 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 not even going to touch that. But Matt, uh, since we don't know when we're going to see you next, I want your Champions League winner. And then I also want your top four predictions as well as the Prem title winner. Um, Champions League winner, PSG. Uh, Premier League title winner, I'm going to go with Liverpool. Shockingly. Hot take. I know. I think that it's a hot take, 
But I think that this team has got spirit and this city team just showed me that they they might lack it against Tottenham. I, it wasn't a good city performance and I it kind of looked like they were very easily broken down at the back. So I if if Spurs could do it, I think anyone can, you know. <laughs> but um That's where I thought that was uh, going. <laughs> pretty much. But um and top four. I'm going to go with um, Liverpool, City, Chelsea, Arsenal. Yeah. And I think that Chelsea, Arsenal will be closer than a lot of people think. Uh, I uh, kind of and I, I, and I, <laughs> I don't think it'll be particularly close with United and Spuds. But. Uh, so here, I guess my, my, my last question, and then we'll move on for the Prem, is when will Arsenal pull away then? And when in the season? Give me like a month. When's that going to – when are they going to secure that? That top four status is it going to be a last? Is it going to be the end of this end of the season, dead like 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 match day thirty eight type deal, or is it going to be like a comfortable? I think that it a it's scripted for the documentary, uh, and b with the match movement that's been going on, the rescheduling of the matches. Uh, Arsenal just had two matches rescheduled into a really tight period, but. Um, that's a totally separate story, but there's another match that has yet to been rescheduled, and that's North London Derby, which I think, if it's as rigged as I think it is, that Sky Sports is going to throw that match as, like, the penultimate match. It's going to be a North London Derby shootout for top four, and we're going to batter them, and we're going to win top four at um, <clears throat> the Toilet Bowl. <laughs> Uh, I really wish Chris was on to to argue with you about how he he very firmly believes United will finish top four. But we're gonna move on. That had, firm on that. Like uh, I think he just. <laughs> I think every time I bring it up because I'm I'm on the, I like Tottenham is the logical choice, but Arsenal is the plot armor choice. So I, I yeah. have to keep bringing that up. Uh, every time I bring that up, he always shoots me back with United has the best squad. Uh, but he's not here to defend himself right now, and I'm sure he'll listen to this and and have some. Have some thoughts, but we're going to move on. Uh, we have a couple. Uh, we're going to quickly, briefly touch on La Liga. Um, Madrid pulled away uh, here. Let me one second. Uh, Madrid pulled away in the in the title race this week. Sevilla had a 1-1 draw with Espanyol and Madrid then went on to beat Alves 3-0. So that's looking like they got a six point lead at the top. It's a looking relatively done and dusted at this point. No games in hand. But the 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 race in La Liga that's a little bit more. I mean, we've been talking about it. It's it's definitely more worth talking about. Is Atletico and Barca are tied on points with Barca having a game in hand because Atletico did drop points midweek to Levante, and they're they're on forty two. The goal difference is fourteen and eleven. This seems like a like a like it's going to go down to the wire because one drops points, the other drops points. The one one wins, the other wins. And I mean, our weekly takes. I mean, we have Matt here for the first part for right now. How do you see that top four race going down in La Liga? Oh, correct. I mean, I could talk about the top four race, but right. um, let's see. What does it look like now? Chris, you're going to have to edit this part out. Yeah, might have to. Chris is probably not going to edit this but, part out. <laughs> I'm incredibly impressed with Real Betis, I will say. I have watched a couple games of Real Betis, and they look really, really good. Um, so I do see them uh, holding on to that third place spot pretty comfortably, but it, that battle for fourth is going to be just an Atletico Barca shootout. I 
seeing as Barcelona, you know, probably have something to prove after getting knocked out of the Champions League, they, they're probably going to eke it out. Um, and hopefully, you know, it's not a bummying scoring for fun just to prove Arsenal wrong. But uh, with, the, with the double that he just scored, it looks like it. But yeah, it's, uh, they, they do look a little bit better. Yeah, well, speaking of which, you basically rolled in my next point. Aubameyang scored two for Arsenal this year, which is in his first start, I believe. I think this is his first, like, or his first or second start, at least. And I, I mean, I, how, what is what is this going to look like? This is a weird signing, but I'm not really sure. Anyone can answer on this. Like, what is his goal tally going to be at the end of the year? How many goals does he need to have to be considered successful? I think he scored three. Yeah, I was going to say, you said double. He scored a Hattie. He dropped a Hattie. Um, oh, my God. Sort of, I didn't watch the whole match, but he dropped a Hattie. Bro, are you kidding me? <laughs> they they gave him a goal for deflecting a Gabi shot. That might be where. Uh, yeah, stuff, they, stuff is weird. This is that's pretty funny. Um, they, he has more goals in this one game than Arsenal had until yesterday. <laughs> in twenty twenty two, I I think that's a hilarious stat. Um. But I, I think for him to have a successful half season at Barca, th- this game makes it a bit easier to, like, hit a goal tally, um, obviously. But I think if he goes from here and scores another, like, seven-ish goals, bringing his Barca t- uh, league tally to 10, um, I think that would be considered a successful start for him, and hopefully he can start anew. We'll see what kind of antics he gets up to, and and how many how many times he misses training for tattoos and everything. But yeah, I I I think that is a bright spot, and we'll see if he can like, kind of like launch off of that. I agree, but I I also want to clarify that like I think regardless of how many goals he scores, like I don't think that I think Arsenal will be shot on for it, but not like justifiably because I think like regardless of how many goals he scores, it was still the right choice you know, like to let him go. Cause it like, like, it's not like he was going to do much more for Arsenal. Um, and regardless of like what form he, what form he picks up at Barcelona, like, I don't think that uh, if there's any, if there's any criticism to be levied at Arsenal, it'll be that they maybe didn't treat him right. Right. Or like handle him. Right. Um, as opposed to like it being a mistake to have let him go. I mean, he needed to get out of there. It was just a toxic situation all around. And I think Barcelona, like, it's kind of a meme signing uh, in the sense that, like, it, like it, it, Barcelona's in shambles, Aubameyang is getting tattoos and, you know, breaking COVID protocol every 30 seconds. So this seems like something that maybe it's just enough chaos that it might, just might work. Uh, but, <laughs> well, we'll see. I, I, I'm definitely rooting for it because I think on his day, Aubameyang is probably the fastest striker in the world and is also one of the most fun strikers to watch. Like, his, he scores fun goals. Like, they're usually, like, volleys and sidekicks, or he beats one guy on sheer pace and scores, bottom cor- scores in the bottom corner. I would just like to see that continue. And I, I, I we've had a nice year and a half of not really seeing Prime Aubameyang, and if he comes back right now, I think it'd be, like, a great it – just it's a great story. Especially if he can fire Barca into the Champions League. That'd be, like, just – kind of that'd be insane I, I i don't know like that's something that i would have never in a million years if you asked me at the beginning of the season to bet money on that i would definitely not have done that but it is it, the, it may happen the, the only documentary 
that I would have watched over an Arsenal documentary this season would have been a Barcelona documentary. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't have the plot armor for protecting them, and I would. We'll 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 see. We'll see what's going on there. Uh, then move on to Serie quickly. Um, Inter drop points 2-0 to Sassuolo, but that doesn't really matter because Milan also dropped points 2-2 in a 2-2 draw to Salernitina. And Napoli is playing tomorrow, so Napoli has a chance to go top, actually, because they have a better goal difference than Inter uh, than Milan, who is the current top team. The Serie A title race is all over the fucking place. It's going to continue to be all over the place. And I'm not really sure how it's going to go. Uh, do we think Napoli will go top tomorrow? I mean, I'm assuming we will. And did anyone see that coming? Dude, I don't care. But, I mean, I do care because I like Milan. But, like, if if Milan dropped this title race, like, they fucking deserve it, dude. Sarantana or rock bottom with a negative 36 goal differential. Like, how Like how do you draw? How do you, how are you top the table? And you draw the bottom of the table team like that. Um, I, I mean... I think, I mean, they're playing, what, Cagliari? Cagliari are pretty, yeah, they're also in the relegation zone. So, I mean, I expect Napoli to win it because I trust Napoli more than I do uh, Milan. Um, but, I don't know, anything can happen, clearly. Uh, I will ask, I guess this will be more of a question for When will this Serie A title race be decided? Like, what month do we think it's going to happen between the three these three teams? Is it going to go down to the wire? Are we going to have a three-horse shootout in fucking May for the Serie A title? I would not be surprised if it went down to match day 37, like with all three teams being in it, just just with how close everything is. Um, You know, like if Inter and Napoli win their games in hand, there's, there's a one point spread across three teams, which I think is kind of awesome, but, but yeah. I mean, I don't know if anyone else has anything to add, but that is a, it is definitely something that we here should keeper are keeping our eyes on because Serie A is it's been a long time since Serie A was a competitive league and it is now incredibly competitive like to the point that we don't know who's gonna win and we can't tell if it's ever if it's it's a three-horse title race it's gonna looking like it's gonna stay that way but we're gonna finish off with some predictions so we're gonna quick fire these we got Champions League midweek um we're gonna start with the Arguably the biggest match. We don't have Chris here, unfortunately, to talk about this. But Atletico is playing Man U. I will say, give me a give me a scoreline and a take for this match from each one of you. We'll start with Pranav. Four 0 United. Ronaldo scores a hat trick. <laughs> Maguire scores another. I don't know. Um, but regardless, even even if they lose, I, I think Ronaldo just going to come back in a second like and take it. Like he's been misfiring a lot lately, but um, I, like. If he's proven anything at all throughout his career, it's just that Ronaldo batters Atletico. And I will stick by that. And I just want Atletico out of the Champions League because I know someone will take care of United in the next round. Yeah, Pranav, I'll kind of second you, not necessarily with that scoreline, but with this with the same result. I think United will win probably 2-0 or 3-0 with Ronaldo scoring all of them. You're kind of free, like you're kind of leaving out like, okay, like yes, it's Atletico versus Atletico Ronaldo, but it's also Champions League Ronaldo. So when you kind of combine that, there's kind of nothing that can really stop him unless you legitimately build a brick wall in front of the in front of net. But I still think he'd figure out a way to smash a free kick through it um, for his one a year. But yeah, I, I don't think United has what it takes to make a deep run, but I do think that 
Ronaldo, that Champions League Ronaldo against Atletico will kind of really basically win United the tie. Okay. I have I have a draw in the first leg. Probably going to be like a high-scoring draw, 2-2 two, two or 3-3, three, three. something crazy with, with Ronaldo bagging a pair, you know. But uh, this is this is going to be a high-scoring game. I think both defensive look really bad. Harry Maguire is going to do something stupid and concede. Uh, you have Luis Suarez, who's not going to give up on, on free opportunities like that. Uh, I, I can see this being a 2-2, two, two, a 3-3, three, three, and with Ronaldo bagging a pair late or something like that to, to really keep it interesting. But this is going to be a crazy match to watch. I think, I think it's going to be a high – I'll take the over on this one. I'm going to actually go with the complete opposite. I think it's going to be a boring fucking game. And uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be – neither team is going to like it. Atletico is not going to want to attack, and it's going to piss their strikers off a lot. And United's not going to know how. So we're we're gonna go with I'm gonna go with it. I'll go like well, Ronaldo will score, but it's gonna be a one-one draw. And I I I like the Suarez like fucking Maguire over because I can totally see that happening. So we're gonna go. I'm gonna go with the one-one draw on the first leg. Uh, next up, we're gonna do uh, Chelsea Lille. Hunter, I mean, you know, Farmers League team apparently. How 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 do you see this going? Quick it's five. gonna be like a zero-zero draw in the first leg, and like Chelsea will win one-zero with like a 70th minute winner from Hakim Ziyech in the second leg, um, regardless of who's home or away. Um, I have no, I have really no faith in the attacking ability of our, of our forwards to really make this a convincing tie. Um, quick fire takes from the rest, from the, the both of you. Um, before I get my quick fire take, I just want to amend my thing to either 4-1 or 4-2, my Atletico United, uh, because I did not think of uh, Suarez and Maguire. Suarez will be turning Maguire inside out and upside down. Um, so anyway, uh, the chelsea Leo game, I think it'll be like a 1-0 one one Leo. Ha. Oh, that's a hot take. Uh, Matt? I'll take a Jonathan David goal. Uh, one nil to uh, Lille. I mean, Hunter, I'm the one who wa- I'm probably the one who wants Lille to win the most, and I I'm gonna go with the one zero Chelsea win. But we're gonna go on to the next one. These two, I will I truly want to give me score lines. Um, Benfica Ajax. This is a kind of a fun game uh, in general. Sebastian Heller. Uh I don't really know who's gonna win this, but I'm gonna go for me. I'm gonna go two zero Ajax. Three two Ajax. Two one Ajax. Uh, two nil Ajax. I think it's a consensus, right? Yep, Ajax is going to win this game. They're quite. They're they're clear. I think they're clearly the better team. Benfica hasn't had a really great year this year, especially, and I think they're like third in the league most or something like they that. They beat Barca. That was a shitty Barca. But... Yeah, I I don't know how much of an achievement that is considered anymore. You know. Then Villarreal, Juve is the other chance the game. Again, quick fire takes. I'm going to go with a 1-0 Juve. Yeah, 2-0. I'll go 2-0 Juve. I'm going to go 1-1. Yeah, I'm going to say 1-1 as well. 2-0 Juve. I will say I, I that is something I don't want to – if Villarreal beats Juve, I don't want that held against me because I very much want that to happen. So – uh 
We're gonna go. Um, I mean, neck well, with the with the Europa League. Uh, we're we're going into our second legs next week. Barcelona and Napoli are draw are are currently at one one. I don't know if anyone watched that first game, but it was it was pretty boring in my opinion. Uh, so uh, we're we'll we'll you, give me a take and a and a uh, and a scoreline, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll move on from there. Wait, what what match was this? Sorry, I missed it. I was looking. Barcelona versus Napoli, second leg. Do you, do you have a do you have a do you have a, do you have a score? No, someone else got. What? <laughs> I've got Napoli taking this one. Yeah, I'll take Napoli on this one. I think Insignia is going to have a little bit of a swan swan song here for uh, the Europa League. I can see that happening. I'll go for two one in the second game with with Napoli winning on aggregate three two. I'll go um, for penalties. No. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go for penalties. Yeah, is there gonna be um, any this game? I I don't know. I just I just think it's gonna end up a draw. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say any more goals, but I think it's gonna end up a draw and it's gonna go to penalties in the end. Um, and I I I, I don't know. It's a coin toss really. Tristegen is a great goalkeeper. Um, so I think that Barcelona is going to win on penalties. I see. Like I, th- I would be. I I'm going to go Napoli winning one or two zero. I'm going to go two zero, two zero Napoli. I think it'll be convincing. But I think it would be kind of nuts if Aubameyang scored a winner, um, and it would just further add to the to the whole storyline of it all. And I don't know. I think me saying that and also predicting the opposite thing to happen means that Aubameyang is going to score the winner now. Um, so <laughs> next up, we're, we're going to go. We're going to go hit the frem. We got three matches. In the hey, yo, wait, 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 hold up. What about Rangers Dortmund? Ooh, I didn't even think about that one. I, 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 let's go with penalties. Dortmund wins the like second like two zero, and then we go to penalties. And I will say Rangers takes it on penalties. Just that most ridiculous take I could think of. I think I totally think Dortmund can get back into it. However, they did lose at Signal Iduna Park, uh, which is like a pretty it's a pretty hostile home atmosphere. Um, and I'm pretty sure Rangers also has a pretty hostile home atmosphere. So like, I mean, I, I think a two zero is possible, but I think it's more likely that Rangers win like one or two nil, um, and then Dortmund's out and they have a disappointing season. That is like a crazy like loss. I think that like will warrant a talking about Dortmund as a club afterwards. But what do we got? Holland is injured, right? He he is now, yeah. But but they did just win six zero today. So I think he might be back for the second leg though. Um so we could see if if he is back, if my my injury timetable in my head is correct, um, we could see a Holland just absolute like god class. I would love that. Hunter, Matt. If Holland's yeah. back, <laughs> if, Holland, if, if Holland's back, I think we can both agree it'll be like a one nil, two nil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If Holland's back, I think Dortmund at least takes it to penalties. Um, if he's not back, it's really way more up in the air whether or not they, they score two goals. Um, just because Daniel Malin isn't that guy yet, although. He has been performing pretty well. He's he's okay. He's been playing 
decently. Like, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's a flop signing by any means. He's, he's got a decent goal count. Um, but all right. I will real. I just realized that I completely skipped over the league cup final, even though I was reminded of it. So that is my bad. Uh, we'll have, uh, actually I'll, I'll ask, I'll, I'll, I'll ask right here. Would you guys like to, I'll, I'll I will give my prediction and Matt, you give me prediction. I will let Pranav and Hunter like decide if they want to have a conversation about it, but my prediction will be a nice, I think Chelsea, I don't know. I'm going to go zero, zero penalties. Liverpool takes it. Matt. Yeah, I'll take Liverpool on this one. Uh, Chelsea just don't have the firepower. So it's not going to happen. They've got that, uh, player that only shows up for international tournaments. So, if you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't appreciate it very much, Danny. Um, but I, I think Chelsea would probably be, based on current form, Chelsea would be lucky to, to make it to penalties. I think that we do have, at our best, the defensive stability to kind of handle Liverpool um, this year isn't really a great example of that, obviously, because we're so kind of so far all, all over the place. And now it seems like Thomas Tuchel is experimenting with formations and playing Andreas Christensen at right back and what have you. Um, so if, if Chelsea can play to the best of their ability, it can really be anybody's game. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to penalties that way with a 1-1 or a 2-2. But based on current form, I think Liverpool unfortunately take it. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, like, based on current form, like, like Liverpool should absolutely shred Chelsea. But, um, I mean, we've, we've learned that, like, current form doesn't always matter that much, like, in, at least, like, when it goes into, like, really big games like this one. Um, and also coupled with the fact that there's now a title race back on, Klopp will be thinking about that um, because he does have to, like, rest players. Plus the fact that, like, I still don't know how much he cares about this, this competition. Um, so I think, like, he will be starting Harvey Elliott, uh, which isn't a slight to Harvey Elliott or Chelsea. Um, like, obviously, Chelsea's got opposition, and Harvey Elliott is a great player. But, like, I think he's going to be starting, like, not like a – it's not like a, I don't know, like a B team, but it's like a, like a B and a half team, I guess. Um, and I think Chelsea will be coming up full strength. I don't know. I feel like, like yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be an exciting game, to be completely honest. I think it's going to be a pretty boring game. Um, and the only way it will be exciting, unfortunately, Hunter, is that, like, like Liverpool just absolutely rip apart Chelsea. Um, but I think it'll be pretty boring, and it'll end up, yeah, going really late to, like, some, like a draw or, like, a penalty or something. And I think, I mean, Hunter, this is your, this is your time to shine, no? Um, you're, you're, you're two penalty specialists. Um and your your penalty offensive and defensive specialist. You got you got Kepa, Mendy, and uh, and Jorginho and uh, Kai Havertz now apparently. So you can't you can't you can't lose a penalty shootout, can you? I really don't want to hear Kieran's predictions on uh, who wins a penalty shootout, just because it'll go the opposite way. Um, and especially with a penalty shootout odds probably in Chelsea's favor if Kieran goes with logic and reason and you know, current form and stuff, it'll go the other way. But I, I'm I'm really I'm really not putting that much faith in Chelsea beating a very much informed Liverpool side right now. I, I hope you know that if if Chelsea lose that penalty shootout, Chris will never ever let you hear the end of that. 
Like that, that's it. Your career is over. You might as well just leave the podcast. <laughs> I will not back down from such tyranny and oppressiveness. Oppression, that's a word, huh? Oppressiveness, goddamn. Um, okay. Well, we're, we're going to move on. And we have a we have a couple of prem games to hit this week in terms of predictions. So, first off, City Everton. I we're only purely talking about this because we kind of have to. And I'm gonna go with a nice zero three zero City fucking win. And I really want to be wrong. I really hope the logic behind this just is over. But I I, I just just give them to me. I don't want any fucking takes. I don't want any discussion. There's no discussion to be had here. <laughs> just give me your fucking score lines. <laughs> I don't know. Are they going to be close to double digits or no? Yeah, I really don't know at this point, but it, it's, it doesn't look good. Everton are leaking goals. Sadly, Jordan Pickford won't save you. So uh, I'll, I'll take a – probably take a, like a 4-1 Richarlison consolation in like the 80th or something, but I really don't know. Um, Everton do have a higher win probability than, than Tottenham did. <laughs> But uh, I, I will say, you know what? Give me a give me a two one Everton, absolute shit house masterclass. Please, please, just you know what? You can, you can, yes, but no, Hunter. Two uh, nil Everton. Frank Lampard will finally figure it out. You we'll guys, all around, damn it. I will. I I, I appreciate this a lot. Um, but we got we got a six pointer class also next weekend. West Ham playing Wolves in a Champions League, Europa League, you know, whatever you want to call it race game uh so what do we what do we got scores only i'm gonna go one zero west ham uh zero zero west ham, or wolves don't allow goals i'm gonna go to west ham um i think that despite wolves not allowing goals west ham will turn up with one of those kind of seemingly characteristic uh victories yeah i think front up still my prediction it's going to be a, a boring one one with like a red card thrown in there or something stupid <laughs> um okay well we will finish off with uh we got a midweek arsenal wolves clash it is a champions league class funny enough Wolves are somehow back in the champions league race uh and i'm gonna go here i want scores the two of you and a score to take from that so we're gonna go i'm gonna go two zero arsenal what do you got uh pranavan hunter three three one arsenal two oh arsenal i'll take two oh arsenal and i will say that i think that this this wolves team looked like they were going to concede more until Martinelli got sent off in that last fixture. So, and also that Martinelli sent off was the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. But that's a topic for last week. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, um, uh, yeah. Um, if we had more time, we probably would have talked about the the Arsenal red card um thing, problem, bias, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I mean there is a bias. I mean, uh, that red card is a great example. Uh, the the fact that like McTominay didn't get sent off today I think was sh- shocking, you know. Uh, Shaka makes that tackle, he gets sent off like ten times out of ten. But whatever, we move, you know. Unrelated to this game, I think you know 
we keep it clean against Wolves, it'll go to like a 2-0. I, I, would, have, I would have said uh, nil on Wolves, but I this got to be a Ruben Neves humor from somewhere. Huh. All right. Well, I mean, this was a good podcast. I'm, I, unless anyone has anything else to add, speak for now. We, should, we should shout out. Well, first of all, um, the American women are playing in the She Believes Cup. But uh, and uh, I don't know. I'd like to root them on, um, even though the, the program is going. I've been I've been saying for years that the rest of the world is going to catch up with America. No one's listening to me. Um, they kind of are. But anyway, today we beat New Zealand five nil off a New Zealand player's own goal hat trick, which is the most incredible thing I've ever seen because I have never heard of that in my entire life. Well, I mean, we we all love a solid U.S. women's national team you know, win masterclass, whatever you want to call it. I think they're, I think a good, they're a good sign to show that like if the U S put their best athletes into so- like football, soccer, we would clearly be the best team, but we don't. And uh, it's probably not going to ever do that, but we'll get around to it. And if anyone has nothing else to add, I am going to end, go ahead and end the show. Thank you for coming and listening to our podcast. Thank you, Matt, for being on. Uh, we will see you next time. Have a good week and goodbye.